I'm Mike Sharma with Share Healthcare, and I'm here with, at the Homesteaders of America in Front Royal, Virginia, on a beautiful Virginia day. It is beginning to cloud up a little bit more, but it's still nice and warm, and we're enjoying um, just enjoying this wonderful afternoon with basically 5,000 people who came here to learn about homesteaders and the freedom that they might have in homesteading. Uh, I'm here with Ginger Shields, and. Ginger, you've been in homesteading for a while, is that right? That's correct. That's correct. The basis of our farm, our farm actually started as a homestead and by God's good blessings and an incredible amount of luck and even more hard work, it has grown into a full-scale uh, farm business for us. And so my husband and I are both now full-time farming um, with our family. So you're, you're the end result of the dream of every homesteader, being able to be truly self-sufficient, not only providing food for yourself, but for others enough that it allows you to be income self-sufficient. Absolutely, yeah, we, we've now become completely solvent, uh, no longer relying on any outside income sources outside of our farm. And you mentioned your farm was a homestead, and where is that? So our farm is in northern central Florida, uh, which is still in the most rural part of Florida, about an hour south of the Georgia border. Uh, and uh, we, we started in Jacksonville, Florida. We were living in the urban core of downtown Jacksonville, uh, and uh, at that time with our four children. And we just really wanted a more connected life. Our, our, we really just felt like something was missing in our life and just this lack of fulfillment in our jobs and in our careers. Uh, and so we tried moving to the suburbs to try and fulfill that a little bit more. And it just was still this longing. And so we started looking for a little bit of land and a little bit of land and, and then a little bit of land became a lot more land than what we really expected. But, um, you know, we started with five chickens and two pigs and one cow and, and we, you know, we would give away some eggs and give away some chickens and give away a couple of packs of pork chops here and there and it just began to grow. People were really seeking the types of food that we were producing and the end result was that we were healthier than we'd ever been. We were uh, more connected in our family. We were getting to do the thing that we love with the people that we love. I wasn't sending my husband off to work a nine to five job every day. I got to work with the guy that I still kind of liked a little bit, still married after all these years. And um, it, it would just really blossom into this beautiful, blessed thing that it's become. So one interesting thing I picked up out of what you just said is that your generosity begot God's generosity to you. That you were just growing stuff for yourself. Yes. Just to enjoy yourself more as a family and what food you're doing. Yes. But then you wanted to share that with others. Yes. And by doing that, it then led into the business that allows you all to be independent. Oh, it, everything that we did was 100% with just all of God's intent of what we did. Everything that we did from the land that we found, we would have never found if it weren't for God's blessing. We would have never had the money to buy it if it weren't for God's blessing. You know, we, we found out the day that we put our offer in um, that my husband had both lost all of his consulting contracts in 2008 and we found out we were pregnant with our fifth baby all on the same day. <laughs> so we were like, do we take our life savings in this really uncertain time. And, and my husband's like, no, this is this is what God is calling us to do and we're going to do it. And so we did. And he has just continued to bless us abundantly. And anytime we've ever needed anything, it's it's just, you know, through hard work and perseverance and a whole lot of prayer, it's always come forth. So one of the other things I'm picking up out of what you're saying is sometimes the biggest risk you take is the most secure you can become. 
It doesn't always feel that way. No. It certainly that's doesn't. That's why it's called a risk. Well, and that's why it's called faith. Right. Because right. we can't see it. And so, um, but if, if, if you discern and you, you know, you, you do your hard work and your and your you know approach it from a way that this seems make is this what we should be doing or what you know what's the right thing to do what's the easy thing what's the hard thing to do um, and and take that narrow path and uh, the, that's where the real reward lies. We have uh, some friends that are pastors in Fiji. They're Fijian Fijian natives, and it's both a husband and wife pastoring team. And she came and preached at our church one time, and. The phrase, and this was maybe 12, 15 years ago, and, and everybody in our church still remembers the phrase she kept mentioning, is your blessing is on the other side of obedience. Toss your net on the other side of the boat. And you obeyed, so you had that blessing that you're now sharing in, and I assume your, your children have appreciated and enjoyed the blessings they had as the process that you went by. Sure, absolutely. I mean, we, we have six beautiful kids, three girls, three boys, and um, you know, that's a pretty even match. Nobody ever I, does that. It's I, two and five. I, we got lucky. I mean, you know, the we the boys asked for a tiebreaker, and the girls asked to tie it back up, and they both got what they wanted, so it's okay. Um, but no, we've raised beautiful, hardworking children that know the value of work. They know the ethic of work. They know what self-sacrifice looks like. That okay, I, I may be really, really tired, but these animals are reliant on me, and you know, <laughs> God gave us dominion. But that also that didn't absolve us over the responsibilities to care for it. So, what do you raise now? So, on our farm, we raise uh, we we raise pastured poultry. So, we raise chickens and turkeys, uh, and we have and laying hens as well in the in the poultry spectrum. So, uh, we raise and process all of those ourselves. They never leave our farm. And then we have um, I think we have about sixty five pastured pigs right now. Um, that numbers since we were closed herd, so we breed all of our own pigs. So that number can fluctuate uh, quite quite vastly depending on the number of sows that we're breeding. And then we also have a beef and a dairy herd. So we literally are the multi-species um, farm. So we have about twelve milk cows and then about twenty five to thirty beef cows and again the number so can fluctuate. How many families do you think you support then? So we have over 2,500 families that we provide oh. food to now uh, in Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, uh, San Augustine and Gainesville. And so. how did you develop that list? How did that happen? Um, very organically and I like to use the word organically on intentionally because it, it really started with family and friends and then our family and friends you know by the testament of what it was we were doing and the quality of the products that we were providing them and the service and what they really wanted to support with the you know voting with their dollars that number continued to grow and to grow and to grow and so um, it, it's it's just been a, a real a real blessing, a real godsend for us to just, you know, rely on on that to multiply. I would say one of the biggest uh, reaches for us is probably Thanksgiving turkey, since we're headed into fall. Um, it's it's sort of a, a great uh, entry product for us because people are, are generally willing to spend a little bit more money to put a special turkey on the table and really support that type of, of farming that you know for Thanksgiving and so that's a great way for them to be like oh wow this turkey tastes so much different or so much better if the turkey's this good surely the chicken or the eggs or the beef or these things have to be better than what I'm getting at the store and what hesitancy have you seen with people or do you 
do you even find the hesitancy in the market because people are telling people so do you even hit that uh, market suspicion or questions or controversy or are you just get beyond that because people already know about it because they've heard about it from their friends so one of, one of the reasons that, that we became involved with APA, which is the American Pasture Poultry Producers Association, or as Joel likes to call it, APA Papa, uh, which he's actually one of our, he's our, our honorary board member. Daniel, Joel Salatin. Yes, Joel Salatin is an honorary board member. Uh, it, it really began with him and with that, with, that, uh, with that mission of raising chickens on pasture. And Daniel's now uh, also serves on the board with me at APA Papa. And um, one of the things that we found in that, market is that a lot of the consumers are already there. They're already looking for the products that we were producing. Um, and, and so, uh, so another big part of that was just helping to connect consumers. And so uh, with APA, we developed the Get Real Chicken, which is the consumer facing uh, platform for consumers to be able to connect with a farmer because farmers aren't by nature, we're not fantastic marketers. And so being able to connect the consumer to what it is that they're looking for was really kind of a missing piece for us. Well, I appreciate you coming here. Now, with Share Healthcare, as I mentioned, our, our philosophical platforms are medical freedom, financial freedom, religious freedom. So what would you tell the folks that are watching this video or listening to it what would you tell them about why you've done this as that relates to freedom? And why does it speak to you that way? What would you encourage them about? One of the biggest things that my husband continued to tell me when we would have our conversations about where we were going or what we were going to do is that he, he said one of his biggest fears, um, you know, in, in losing his consulting contract was to, to not be able to, to feed his family or to provide for his family. And so I think that realizing that 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 spiritual obligation as a man to provide for his family um, also tied in to the freedom to be able to do so. And I, and I know that that is it, it maybe seems a little bit... Losing control prompted him to look to how can I have true control? How can I have true control? Rather than this fictitious control I thought I had. Exactly. Exactly. How can I have control over this part of my life that feels so vulnerable but still so important you know every every single one of us eats at least three times a day um, and so how do I regain that you know and and so that was something that really you know it's like uh, as a wife it's just like my husband is carrying this burden and how can I help me how can I help him with this and and so you know on the day it was day to move we had chickens hatching in the incubator on the passenger seat of the moving truck and uh, and so it was like if we're doing this we're we're, we're going we're going and all we in. are doing it as we travel <laughs> yeah we absolutely like like you can't move the moving day because the chickens are hatching and we can't have these in the subdivision so um so yeah as a wife that was just a kind of a heartbreaking thing to know that my husband was carrying that that burden by himself but also just knowing that that was that was really where our independence and our freedom was going to come and you know it's interesting as we do all the various interviews wherever we are and we're asking others about how does what you're doing relate to freedom and they tell us it, it lets us see with share healthcare what people are yearning for also and why they join us because mm -hmm. they want to have control true control of their life mm -hmm. where before they had the fictitious control mm -hmm. you know relying upon the healthcare exchange or the, the health insurance and they thought they had control but then stepping out in, in risk mm -hmm. 
and beginning in generosity, just sharing other people's needs, then that begets the blessing. And they really acquired real control over their life, where before it was fictitious. And I uh, just want to appreciate you, Ginger Shields, and your husband for what you're doing and promoting freedom and, and helping others enjoy the fruits of your labor. Now, do you have a website or other ways that other people can yeah, contact you and your we farm? we sure do. So we're on all of the social media platforms at, at Pastured Life Farm. Uh, Pastured that, Life Farm. Yep, so Pastured Life. And then we're also, uh, just our website is pasturedlife.com. Uh, we also, uh, one of the other easier ways to, for folks to find us is at pasturedpoultry.com. So. Pasturepoultry.com mm -hmm. and pasturelife.com. Mm -hmm. Well, so, thank you, Ginger. So appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. much. I appreciate it. It's my thank pleasure. You. Thank, thank you. you.